This is Match Week. You are joined by myself, Artie Amini. We discuss everything soccer from the highs and the lows in the sporting week to the news that is relevant to you. week we're here live uh top of the hour wmc upper montclair and today yes i know what you're all expecting no besmere wow that is so unfortunate i am crying <laughs> no but all reality it's me and Dayon today we're chilling we're gonna have some fun and we got a lot to talk about and a bit of a late start my apologies for that but right now we're gonna hop into our predictions for the weekends because we have a big topic coming up if you are a fan of Hall of Fames are curious how it works in soccer. Well, guess what? Now the English Premier League has a Hall of Fame. And we're going to be discussing who's been inducted so far in the first two waves. And then we're going to figure out who should be inducted later on and what the standards really are, whether it's an actual good player or whether it's politics of the sport. So let's hop right into the results. Dan, what's the first game we're going to be talking about? So the first game we're going to see here is, is Villarreal and Liverpool which finished yesterday 3-2, but aggregate 5-2 to Liverpool, which sends them right to Paris. Yeah, that was... Here's the thing, right? It's it, it's the team that everyone expected from Real in the first game, but that didn't show up. And then in the first half of the second game, that's where we really saw them shine, you know? Yeah. Uh, Let's see. And then Liverpool, a typical performance, 3-2. Uh, Fabinho scored, uh, Diaz scored, and who else scored? Mane. Mane, Mane scored, yeah. yeah. And... Uh, Fabinho, here's the thing. Would you criticize Ruli for everything that happened that game? No, not not at all. I mean, I feel like Villarreal, the first half, the first half of Villarreal, they were right on the gas. They stepped their foot on the gas and kept going. I don't know what happened in their locker room the second half where they just somehow let in three goals. But the overall, it was a good performance, especially after knocking out Bayern, Juventus, and other other teams, I think they, they should have pulled through with this one, but unfortunately, Liverpool's class showed, and that obviously predicted their outcome. Yeah, um, Liverpool to the final. Now, in order to predict the final, we have to see who's going to win out of Real Madrid Man City. Now, this is going to be a tough one, folks. So, the first game finished 4-3 to, uh, to City with, you know, Real Madrid sort of starting flat-footed and then coming to the game late. Where we saw honestly a class performance from that team. It was it was a really good game. It wasn't a game of how do you explain it? Like there's some games where it's like just like boring and like there's like cheesy goals that are just being scored. Yeah. Like this was a game where like it was just nothing but class goals. Yeah, I, I can agree with you on that one. Man City, Man City have always been a good team. Unfortunately, last year they you know they they got eliminated. But this, uh, I'm I'm looking at the lineups right here, which looks like a very very class lineup from both sides. You have Courtois starting with Militao and Fernandez because of course Alaba is out with some type of groin injury, ankle injury that he sustained from the last match. We have Carvajal and Mendy on the left back and right back. The three, of course, the three midfielders that made Real Madrid class for the past five, six, seven years of Cruz, uh, Casemiro, and Modric. And we have Fede Valverde on the right winger. I like we saw the last well, time. Yeah, because it, it, from what we're going to talk about on the City side is that their left side is sort of weaker 
with having someone like a Zinchenko out there who's not the best defensively. Yeah. And having a Foden and a De Bruyne, that, that's not their defensive side. And Valverde, as we saw against Chelsea with Real Madrid, you need you need him just... He's not really playing right wing. He's just pressing all over the front line. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter where he is. He's just there to be a menace. That's that's the best thing for him. And from from the city side, it's predict. Here's the thing: these are predicted lineups right now. Yeah. What it looks like. So it's going to be predicted that it'll be Phil Foden, Gabby Jesus, Riyad Mahrez in the front three. Then it's going to be uh, uh, Bernardo Silva, Rodri, De Bruyne, and then in the back at right back, Cancelo, Luis Diaz, Laporte, and then Zinchenko. Here's the thing, uh, and of course also Ederson and Goal. I didn't think I had to say that. It's always obvious yeah. for City. But here's the thing we're going to talk about. So uh, we have just only one injury really for City with John Stones, which yeah. isn't the biggest. But here's the thing, for Real, they're missing out on uh, Miguel Gutierrez. Isco's out. Gareth Bale is out. And Eden Hazard is out. But he is back in training. But he is not fully fit. Yeah, so it looks like Luka Jovic has apparently came back from his groin injury, so he'll be able to play. Alongside Benzema, maybe as a backup striker or something, they they could bring off the bench, which most likely Carlo Ancelotti won't do. Uh, but, well, I mean, here's the thing: it's 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 sort of tough for Luka Jovic, right? Because he's coming into a team where Benzema, as soon as Ronaldo left, has found the best form any player could find. Like it shows that when when there's no Ronaldo, that Real can still find goals without him, you know. And he's been sort of carrying that weight. Yeah, I kind of knew, especially when I saw that Luka Jovic was going to go from Frankfurt to Real Madrid, I knew it was going to be, for his side at least, a bad investment. I mean, of course, when Real Madrid calling you, of course, anybody would sit there and, you know, go. But I don't know. Like, can we really even say that anymore? Because there's certain players where they look at a team and they realize, like, you know what? Yeah, I'm getting called to Real Madrid, but I'm yeah. not gonna play. That's that's exactly what I thought. I sat there and thought, you know, there's he, he's that that at first they thought of Luka Jovic as you know Benzema's heir, but now since you know for some reason Carlo Car- Ancelotti doesn't want to play him, so and especially with the young players like that, they need you know as much involvement as they can. So even if they send him out on loan, and he went to loan, he went on loan back to Frankfurt. And His I, first game, yeah. he scored twice. Yeah, you know what a powerful message to send right back to the coach. Scored, I think, maybe ten goals that season because Bundesliga was basically almost like quarter of way finished to the season. Yeah, because they start early. Yeah, 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 still did good. Came back and still didn't get the start. I don't know, honestly. I don't know what Luka Jovic has to do. I've I've watched well, him in here's, training. Here's the thing, right? Here's my prediction for Luka Jovic. Uh, Luka Jovic, if Real Madrid get Erling Holland, if right, because supposedly City's like. Like they they've secured the bag, like they got Holland supposedly. But if Real Madrid get Erling Holland, it wouldn't be a bad shot for City to get Luka Jovic. Yeah, because because realistically, Luka Jovic, like he's not the most creative striker. He's not like he's not the most like world beating guy, but he's a finisher. He's a yeah, poacher. You put the ball it, into his feet. Yeah, yeah, that's all. That's all City need right now. City does not need another Aguero. City does not need a uh, Harry Kane. They just need a striker. As they've shown this season, they sort of struggled a little bit. Sort of. Not yeah. that much. Sort of struggling just to have that one guy who could just, just finish. Yeah. Don't worry about dropping back to the midfield, going wide, playing balls. Just finish the ball. See, the good thing about Pep Guardiola is he, he's been going through this whole Manchester City without a striker. Ever since Aguero left, he's been doing phenomenal without a striker. But, you know, you still need a striker to score goals. You can't, you know, sit there and try. Well, I mean, yes and no. Like, it's not like he hasn't had a striker. It's just someone like Gabby Jesus, who's touted to be the biggest, the next big number nine, 
he sort of came in and what he's been sort of doing is that it's been like that total football Johan Cruyff type ordeal where it's yeah. like everybody's rotating in and out of certain positions. Like when you see Amaro's on the pitch, Amaro's not just staying at right wing. Sometimes he's like drifting into the middle yeah, and then Jesus is cutting wide. And then there's always a rotation going on, which uh, which has made it very beneficial for Pep. As we've seen, like for example, Phil Foden. Phil Foden is yeah. not left winger. We know in game he's not going to stay left wing all game. We know that him and Bernardo Silva are going to rotate a little bit. De Bruyne's going to go up. He's going to drop back in the midfield. We're going to see Jesus probably drift wide and Foden go towards the middle and then probably play a false nine or something. like. This team has natural rotations they do with players in the team of how they properly rotate the ball. Yeah, I agree with you 100% on that because, I mean, even even with an okay midfield of Rodri, De Bruyne, and Silva, I think De Bruyne and Silva are two amazing cams or center mids. Rodri's a very, very good center defensive mid when it comes to City, but I feel like you know they could buy somebody a little bit better. I mean, here's the thing though: it's like Rodri's not Rodri's not meant to be your only holding CDM. Like people have to understand to find another Fernandinho is one in ten million. Yeah, it's true. very hard to find someone who did what Fernandinho did for the longest time of only being the singular holding center mid, center center CDM in a midfield. Like that's all he did. So just to, just to have the expectation, you can't expect that from a new player coming in. Like, and he, I think this the midfield has worked for City, so I don't think there's nothing to criticize there, because City have have been able to piece together their midfield, show what they want, and do yep. what they want. Whereas now, it's just in question of whether or not this midfield trio of Cruz, Casemiro, and Modric is still gonna be able to do it. Yeah, Real Madrid. If if I were Real Madrid, I know it's almost time to you know start looking at. Well, I mean they they've done it though because they Val, you have Valverde, yeah, Valverde, you have Kamavinga, and now they're apparently linked to uh, to Chouameni, I think is that yeah Chouameni or even Pogba might leave in the summer. I yeah, but I, I I don't see a, a Paul Pogba fitting in a Real Madrid side. I like think. This. Are you kidding me? Paul Pogba Paul Pogba encapsulates everything that is Real Madrid. I'm telling you, if he goes to Real Madrid, he is going to be going supernova in La Liga because he has less pressure because he's going to go on a free. He's going to do whatever he wants. No one's going to question him. Carlo Ancelotti supposedly really likes him. Well, it's also supposed to be Carlo Ancelotti's uh, last year with Real Madrid as well. So they Exactly. Might. So if you can get a player in on a free, why not? It's not like he, he – that's the thing. His contract expires. So it's not like you're going to be paying millions like how Manchester United did. You're getting, you're getting Paul Bobo on a free. Just imagine a, a midfield three – of a Kamavinga, a Valverde, and a Paul Pogba. Yeah, that, that, that. and at worst case, you rotated a, a Modric, a Cruz, or a Casemiro here and there. Yeah, Real Madrid are definitely going to be set set up for the future. It looks like also a bright future. I don't know who. Uh, I mean, they've been linked to Mbappe, Holland, you know, all these big name players. But I mean, if Benzema continues to score like this and continues and continues, I mean, as I'm saying, like, how, how you gonna fit them all, right? If you want, if you want Mbappe and Holland. What's gonna happen to Vinicius and Benzema? Exactly. I mean, here's the thing: if they get them in, then like you, people like Asensio uh, are out of the team. Uh, Vasquez, I think, stays because he plays like a right wing yeah. back and back up for Carvajal. Yeah. Honestly, that's what I'd be worried about for Real Madrid. You let go of, of a Hakimi, who could have easily replaced Carvajal, hundred percent, easily, easily. He had he had two good years at Dortmund, comes back and you sell him to Inter Milan. Yeah, without even giving it like a second thought. Like and then and then after that, Inter Milan sells him to PSG. So it was like I, I, these two teams looked like they had they needed a fire sale. Like they needed to sell somebody for no reason. Yeah, for no reason. So and now even they even but as, Inter also did bring uh, Dumfries in, 
who well, yeah. re- really isn't up to the par of Hakimi, but he's also a good right back. Yeah, he, that's the thing, though. Like, Inter's situation was different in comparison to Real. Real was just, it felt ignorant and they wanted money. Whereas Inter, they, because with everything that's been happening, so for people who don't know, a lot of teams like Inter Milan, AC Milan, um, and et cetera, have, were taken over by Chinese owners. Yes. And now with these Chinese business groups and these ownerships, it's coming to be now that China is charging, I think, 100% tax on yeah. any money coming out of China to be spent for businesses. So now what these clubs are trying to do is that they're basically minimalizing the money they're putting in to operations, and they're trying to make them run by themselves without any investment, or they're just trying to sell the club right now. Like Right now it looks like AC Milan might be bought out by a Bahraini business group. Yeah, Bahrain, yeah. For so like a billion, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so... It, that's where the football is right now for anyone who is curious. So that's where Inter struggled there. Now, let's see. Real Madrid, Man City predictions. We have to figure it out. What are we thinking? What are we doing? Honestly, ooh, this is because it's, it's tough. So the aggregate is 3 4, and they're playing in the Santiago Bernabeu. And especially, you saw, as you saw the last time when it came to Real Madrid playing at the Santiago Bernabeu against PSG, they went in there, they showed their class, and they beat them. Horribly, yeah. Also, to be fair, you know, Donnarumma didn't have the best of days. And then, but here's the thing, right? Last game, City had Fernandinho on. Like, no offense, Fernandinho, but you put him up against a Vinicius. That's what asking he for did problems. To him was like he should be going going to jail. Dude, we talked about this. It's literally as if it was Gareth Bale versus Mark Bartra 2.0. Yes. That's what it looked like. Except it was a Brazilian on Brazilian crime. That's what it was. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's what it was. But yeah, so. There's no Fernandinho starting in this team. Uh, Laporte has Laporte hasn't actually been featuring that much ever since Diaz came. Also, also Kyle Walker's out Kyle for Walk- some reason. Well, I don't think Kyle Walker's out. Well, he's uh, not out, but he's like he's been dropped from the starting lineup for Cancelo and Zinchenko. Wait, he's he's a he's. I don't know why he's not probable to start. Uh, here it says. Well, here's the thing: like uh, Walker is coming back from an injury. Oh, that's also true, so. Yeah. I don't know what. That's why like. He might be a late feature. I don't know. He might be subbed on because, you know, with someone like Kyle Walker, like granted for his age is phenomenal. Still, at his age, you have to be careful with injuries. Yeah. Because it can be a make-or-break type situation. And Kyle Walker is someone who is very crucial for a Man City because he can play center back, right center back. Center back, yeah. Anyway, he can play. He's, he's a perfect defender, honestly. Stick he's, him anywhere. He's, he's your traditional right back, though. He presses high, defends well. That's all you really need from a right back. Like, People like sort of have this like over, oh, like they have they have too much of an expectation for some of these uh, players. Like everyone thinks like everyone has to be a Trent, like a high pressing ball yeah. playing right back, or they have to be a Luke Shaw, you know, like a world beater, one of the best to ever play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I had to put that he had to put his Man United property. I had to, I had to, I had to. <laughs> uh, but no, but in all seriousness, like realistically, if you like the ideal left back, right back, ideal right back, you want to be playing like Kyle Walker, and ideal left back, you want to be playing like Ashley Cole. Yeah, Ashley Cole was someone who defended super well. Defending was the priority, and then everything else was after. You know, Ronaldo still says to this day that the one of the most hardest defenders he could have got by is Ashley Cole. Well, yeah, he 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 was a nuisance. It was also a younger Ronaldo. That's also true. So I mean, Cancelo has been undoubtedly one of the best right backs in the Premier League this season, in my opinion. Honestly, he's yeah. been well, right back, class. left back. He's been center mid anywhere. Yeah. You could play, this guy can play anywhere he wants, which is amazing. 
And to think that he went to Juventus and came back for like a good thirty million. So Guardiola. Like, I was so steal. confused, like why he left Juve when he was phenomenal at Juventus, dude. Yeah, I don't know why either. That that's you know horrible judgment by clubs like these who you know their their business and then, really. And then Juve got Danilo in the yeah. deal. Oh my god. Danilo, like imagine how amazing it had to be to sit there and get Jao Cancelo, and then the only person you're giving up is maybe about twenty mil and Danilo. Oh my god. Uh, Danilo has made it to all these top clubs, and I don't know how. Like, yeah, I, I don't know either. He makes no sense. People think he's some type he, of world class defender. He, I mean, because like he won, what, he was with them for the three years. Yeah, for the Champions League we were out, right? Yep. So like the man's has like three Champions League um, winners medals just because like he was just there. Yeah, just because yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he just sat there and just. Oh my god, that was like medals. um, oh, what's his name? The left back Maxwell. Yeah, like he falls. PSG. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. he falls Zlatan everywhere. <laughs> yeah, he went anywhere Zlatan when he was. Yeah, like right Zla- behind Zlatan his was at Barca. He was at Barca. Zlatan was at AC. He was at AC. I think the only place he didn't go to was Inter. That yeah. was it. But then he met him up at PSG again. That was funny. Not, along with Danny Alves too. Danny Alves is the most decorated football player in the world when it comes to trophies. Yeah, trophies. So anywhere he but went, he they, won a trophy. trophies are major trophies. That's the thing. Because are we including mm-hmm. the Copa del Reyes and all those? You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the La Liga title, is that really a major trophy? I mean, you know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, th- slight jabs, I have to, I have to. Um, Okay, we have to predict a winner. Who's it going to be? I feel like Real Madrid are going to absolutely knock Man City out this time. I think it's going to be, honestly, I think it could be 3-2 in Manchester. Uh, not, not Manchester, Real, Madrid, Real Madrid's favor, 100%. 3-2 puts it to a 6-6. Which means I have to go to extra time. There's no more away goals. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, you're right. They got rid of the away goal rule, which I think was stupid, to be honest. So, honestly, because hmm. I, I know I know how Real Madrid play. When Here's the thing. Santiago the away goal rule removal, it, makes, like it. it, it was removed for no reason because that, that Liverpool Real game at Anfield is a prime example. If you can bag a goal against Liverpool at Anfield mm-hmm. in the Champions League, Back any goal that should be an advantage for the next game. Yeah. If there's a draw, like it just makes sense. I mean, to be honest, I liked it, but it has its consequences also. So, like as you see, if Real Madrid right now had the away goals, they'd be killing City right now. They'd be absolutely killing City. So that's oh, why. Yeah. So one away goal counts as two, right? No, no. It's just the away goals. Just it would. So let's say it's four four, mm-hmm. and Real Madrid scored more away goals. Mm-hmm. Then where at Real Madrid would go through just because they had the advantage oh, on okay. aggregate. So that's what it was. Okay. But yeah, honestly, I think Real Madrid. I I think Real Madrid could beat him in extra time. Just so. because I want to see an all English final, the two teams that are fighting for the top of the Premier League. Why not Man City Liverpool in the Champions League final? I think Man City are gonna. <sighs> See, I don't want Liverpool to win another Champions League, though. That's gonna yeah, but I don't want City to win one either. That's why, like, I hate saying I want the City to make it, but because for... then it's gonna be the end of the world for me. I'm a Man United fan. City's gonna be like, oh, we've won the Champions League. We are now best club at Manchester. See, for me, it's hard because I'm a Bayern Munich fan, and Guardiola was our former coach, and we have former players at Liverpool like Thiago. Yeah. So it's it's really hard to judge. I mean, an all English final. I mean, we've seen it before though, with Tottenham and. and who was it? I think yeah, with Tottenham and Liverpool. Yeah, but Tottenham, I Which, don't know. You know they don't, cheesed their way through against yeah. Ajax. I, I still I still feel like Ajax deserved to go to the Champions League final. I feel like they would have put up a better fight than Tottenham. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But 
Yeah, I'm gonna I go. Think... I'm gonna go Man City, and I think Oof. it's gonna be. Is it gonna be as high of a scoring game as last time? It could be. I mean, the last time it was about the first three. game four three. Like, what? What do you predict? What? It's gonna be seven five. I'm gonna predict. <laughs> Here's scoreline: City seven, Real Madrid five. There you go. I said it. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I think I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be three two or two one, to Man City. I, I think it's only gonna be like a one goal differential. Each team's gonna bag at least one or two goals. Or Benzema could just go on his you know daily rampage and go score another hat trick. Benzema's just gonna what is he? He's gonna use those uh, stem cells. He's gonna like, yeah. inject some in him real quick. Like, all right, right in my knees so they don't rip apart. All right, let's get this. All right, those are our predictions for the Champions League. Uh, do you want to hop right into Premier League, or do you want to talk about the Hall of Fame? Make the or do you want to keep the listeners waiting and talk our more predictions? I mean, I think we could talk a little bit more about predictions and see who. We okay, got here. so for the Premier League weekend, uh, we're not going to go as in depth for every single game because there's a lot of games going on this weekend as we're nearing towards the end of the Premier League. But what we can't talk about is how the table is looking right now. We do also have the Europe League and Conference League. <sighs> okay. Here, as I pull up the as I pull up the table, you can talk about that real quick. Okay, so we're here Frankfurt versus West Ham. Frankfurt edged West Ham two one in an amazing game, and Leipzig scored one 0 against Rangers. Honestly, I think it would be a Frankfurt Frankfurt Leipzig final. I think it's gonna be all German final in Sevilla. Yeah, I mean it, it would make sense there. I mean West Ham, granted, I we, we've noticed in the Premier League that they've been focusing more on Europa League. And more on their uh, European endeavors, yeah, because they know that with that with the top four being such a guarantee with certain teams, that they're way better off having, you know, just guaranteeing themselves a Europa League final that May United couldn't do last season. We choked yeah. it against Real, of course, out of all teams. Um, but totally, I do see West Ham. Uh, here's the like, I want them to win too, though. I want them to yeah, cause, win you it. know. Because they, they haven't they've been, never they've never done anything exactly. Europe wise. Also Frankfurt though Frankfurt I think what was it uh, the last season when Luka Jovic was there they made it all the way to I think it was a semi or quarterfinals yeah. when they lost the penalties of course to Chelsea shout out Besmir but I don't like you <laughs> I don't like you <laughs> because I don't know Kepa made a knee diving save which was I yeah don't the know. first time I heard of from Kepa man man usually chokes on the biggest stage how do you put it down the middle and you try to aim for a nutmeg in a penalty. Bro. I'm sorry. I'm looking at Maine. It's a win win draw loss ratio right now, and mm-hmm. it's it, oh, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> like the fact that we have ten draws in the top six. Wow, ten draws. Like the only team that has more, like that has almost as much as is Chelsea, and they have nine. Like, yeah. that, just, that just infuriates me. That looking at that right now, ah, oh, anger. Okay, back to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you really are underestimating underestimating Rangers right now, bro? So yeah, <laughs> I also like Red Star, so I would absolutely love a smashing from Leipzig. I Rangers, they they somehow came over to Red Star and managed to kick our butts. Unfortunately, you know it was a little bit too late too late for us. But class for Rangers, I mean they're a good team, but Nkunku has been on a different type of uh, different type of wave this season. That's because so. if Mbappe leaves, I I see PSG just scooping up Nkunku. And uh, just and just play him as a false nine and let Messi and Neymar Kuku go come crazy. Back, though, because he has been the, he's been he started his career at PSG. But yeah, but back? if with the form you have, you're you're gonna get told, hey, you're gonna start in the center, play like a false nine. You're gonna have Messi and Neymar next to you. No one's gonna bother you. All right, bet. Like that's fair. The like 
it's it's the difference between like you know when you have that calling to Real Madrid or Barca, it's like oh maybe something will happen. Like if you left your club, had more probably one of the best seasons a player has had so far this season. Like if he keeps these numbers up for the next season, he could possibly be in contention for Ballon d'Or. Just because of the amount of goals he's put up and assists. That's true. Because what? He's had already, what, 44 goals in 50, yeah. 50 games he's been, played? He's been definitely tearing up this And then plus season. assists alone. I think he's already hit double digits. Like, he's, I think, 15-20. Yeah. Think about it. So he's contributed at least 60 goals this season for like By himself, yeah. Yeah. Which is incredible, honestly, especially for somebody his caliber who at first when he, when he went to Leipzig, you thought, all right. Just another one of those. But that just, yeah, but that just shows you like Leipzig's recruitment is just insane. Yeah, their recruitment is uh, their recruitment is insane. Only to you know give up players to us, of course. Well, no, look. Here, <laughs> well, here's the thing, right? Actually, Sabitzer, I think he's done horrendous for you. So yeah, because yeah, you know, you guys. how how is he going to start? I mean, with the midfield of Kimmich, Goretzka, and uh, Muller. Um, so he's gonna start over Mueller soon. I don't see Mueller playing anything. He just anymore. he just extended his contract to twenty twenty four. Yeah, so. but I mean, I think that's sort of been the issue with Bar, Bar, uh, Bayern Munich. Like they don't know when to sort of say like that's it. That's also true. I, yeah, I can back you up on that. Yeah, because when you have players like a Sabitzer who was clearly shown to be probably one of the best forward playing midfielders in the Bundesliga, to just basically be sitting the bench and barely play all season just shows there's a problem. Especially from his old coach. Exactly, Dude. like his old coach, like he, like he wants to play him. Like it's not like he doesn't want to play him. Or supposedly they've had like a falling out, but there's no exact reasoning. But behind it's hard. Everything. It's just hard to fit him into that. You yeah, know, like those three, especially with the club legend like Muller, you can't, you know, just sideline Muller who's been and there. Even, his whole even, life. even Tolisso, who's had sort of like a, a resurgence this season. Exactly. Like, ah, it's tough. I I do see a if I could see a Sabitzer leaving though this this season one hundred percent. I could see him going out on loan. I don't think he'd leave. Probably alone somewhere like. Probably like. I mean, to be honest, I could see United going in for him. Yeah, I'd, he's a, he's a ten hawk player. He's not bad. Uh, I, I, he looks like a ten hawk player to be honest. He could be, under the under the right management, of course. Marcel Sabitzer, you saw his his goal, in the Champions League. I think it was against Zenit. Bro. Just a half volley, just rips it into the top left corner. He's got class. Here's the thing. So supposedly now, <laughs> because okay, just just sort of like move away topic for a second. Um, supposedly now because Ten Hag's taking over United, they're linking us with oh, De Jong's making a return to Ten Hag by playing at Manchester United. <laughs> uh, Delict to United's gonna sign, bring him back. <laughs> it's like we're trying to get Ajax best hits back. Oh man, I mean, you know. Ten Hag, I feel like Ten Hag is going to make it amazing. He's going to sell ten players. So those ten players, we it's already not know. Selling is just people are leaving. That, con- that like Mata is contract expiring. Matic contact contract expiring. Uh, Pogba, Jones, uh, Martial. Who Martial should have left a long time ago. Well, Mar- he's at Sevilla now, and look, he's doing nothing. Like that, this that was his chance I to sort of like get back. Especially when you have R nine, you know, introduce you to the stadium and then just introduce you to La Liga, especially on the big stage, and then you just sit there and do nothing like you've been doing for the past what three, four seasons. I think it's just tough for him because ever like he was he was going clear, like had such a great season with Bruno in the 2020-2021 season, and then as soon as he gets injured, it's just like Bro, injuries, people have to understand it's not just physically, right? They don't it doesn't that they physically mess with you. It's a big, big mental aspect. Like, be like injuries just mess with your like mental health so yeah. badly. Like we saw that even with Jesse Lingard. Like, 
he could he ba- he was making a barely an appearance for United because not only was he suffering with injuries but stuff with his personal life with his family. So we see how like I think it's probably most one of the most like under like uh, like sort of like underappreciated topics of football about how players' mental health like really affects them, and we see that now. But all right, now now to get back yeah. on topic. On topic to the prem. I'm gonna no, no, no I'm gonna oh. say it's going to be a Rangers West Ham final. I'm gonna go opposite of you just because. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I don't know if Rangers are gonna pull it out against Leipzig, but you know this this is why this sport is amazing because you never know what could happen. So yeah. Um. So now back to the prem. Mm-hmm. So right now, we have a lot of games. We have Brentford, Southampton, Aston Villa again. So on, my, my, my. Aston Villa against Burnley. Yeah, there we go. Chelsea I, against Wolves. Crystal Palace versus Watford. Brighton versus United. And Liverpool against Tottenham. Yeah. And then the Sunday, we have Arsenal versus Leeds. And then Leicester versus Everton. Oof. And then is there anything else for that Sunday? Yeah. And then we also have Norwich versus West Ham. And we have Man City versus Newcastle. Oh, that's going to be a great game. So, so starting off with Brentford and Southampton, I honestly think Southampton are going to smash Brentford. I yeah, I think I think because Brentford have hit a snag. Yeah, because they they had lost two games back to back, especially at three three nil against United. Like yeah, especially with that United team, you know. I mean, to be fair, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Bruno, and everyone stepped it up that game. Yeah, so it's 100%. like credit where credit is due. Uh, so Southampton, I think it's like a one nil two. Yeah, I think one nil two nil. Also, I don't yeah, think you know I don't think it's anything crazy. Yeah, no, I'm not in there. Uh, Burnley, Aston Villa. I think Aston Villa are gonna smash. I mean, granted, does Burnley even have a chance of staying up? Like, are I they mathematically they get? Yeah, they have a chance of staying up. Yeah. So Burnley right now have thirty four points. They're tied with Leeds, and, and Leeds, only two points behind Everton. So yeah, exactly. I mean, Everton still have a game in hand to play, so uh, that that's a make or break game for Burnley. Like, from what it looks like, Watford and Norwich are guaranteed relegated. Yeah, hundred percent. Which already I already knew Norwich were gonna yeah, be. and then there. um, so here's the I, Burnley. It's a must-win game for them, but I don't see them winning. Like, okay, you guys clip this if I'm wrong, but I don't see them winning against Aston Villa. Like, granted, granted, they've been hit or miss lately. Aston Villa has been the more dominant team out of both of them. Yeah, I feel like honestly it's gonna be a tie. A, a, tie a, a, a tie is a fair shout too. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree with the tie. I think maybe one one two two something yeah. around there. Something like a nice little four goal, three goal thriller. All right, next is Chelsea Wolves. See, this is a game where like it matters, but it doesn't matter. You know, like it's not the most important game out of all of them because Chelsea look like they're. I can't say they look like they're guaranteed third because now yeah. Arsenal's creeping up and exactly. so is Tottenham. Even United too. Well, like United could have, but you know, <clears throat> no comment. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You say United too, but United have two games in hand over Tottenham and Arsenal. Oh yeah. Yeah. So now United's nah, nah. not. Nah, 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 yeah, Chelsea, especially with the loss. I wish Besme was here so I could just laugh in his face about losing to Everton. I'm a, I'm gonna make like a little compilation of like Besme's like. Sitting here praising Chelsea, and then and the then next they, day, yeah, next day losing. they lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really gonna do like. The, I, I mean, feel like I feel like I'm, 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 should just... I'm, I'm, I'm gonna use like the uh, the uh, ending music of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And just like, <laughs> it's gonna be like Besmer saying something. It's like dun dun dun. dun, dun, dun. It's gonna be so funny. Um, but yeah, okay. So 
it's it's an important game, but it's not an important game. Like it's important for Wolves and Chelsea to get points, but at the same time, this this game is not the most important of the weekend. You know. Yeah. But I. I want to say I see a Chelsea win, but I, Wolves might pull something out of nowhere. I see a Chelsea 2-1 win at most. I don't see. Because I think Wolves have been struggling for goals lately because Raul Jimenez just came back this season and yeah. he's been off. He's never Wangy been Chan be just has been linking up well with the team. Yeah. Trent Cow has been has been doing really well with underlying numbers. Like yeah. he 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 does have great numbers and progressive carries. You know, trying to put the ball into the box. Like he's trying to do something, but it's just the team just hasn't been clicking. Yeah, but I feel I honestly think Chelsea are probably going to edge it out. Chelsea yeah. need it to be honest. After they, last they, game, yeah. they, After, need, they, they need, need the like win. a little more morale boost. Yeah, they need the win. Uh, next, Crystal Palace versus Watford. I honestly think Crystal Palace is going to smash Watford three 0 yeah, I, I honestly, and I'm gonna call this now. Man, of the match is gonna be Olise if he's not injured. Ooh, because Olise, I think, is the best player right now at Crystal Palace. I think Zaha is gonna have two goals, and then maybe Edward, probably a penalty in like the 85th. I think honestly, Watford. I don't know. I don't know what type of player wants to go to Watford. Think, if we look at the last time they've played each other, which was February. Of 2022, Watford, uh, Crystal Palace won four one. Oof. And then, besides, actually, it's crazy. Hold on. So this is their only second time racing each other in the Prem this season. Oh wow. So then, because the last time they raced each other in the EFL Cup mm-hmm. in August 24th of 2021, then they played a club friendly August 7th of 2021, and then uh, they played a Premier League. Their last Premier League outing against each other besides this season. Was March seventh of twenty twenty. That's that's odd. I don't know. Does that date sound familiar? Because that was a day right before lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> Last time they played each other, COVID was not officially a thing yet. Wow. Yes. Yeah. That's that's crazy. That just shows how Wofford got relegated. Exactly. Yeah. Bad. Uh. Yeah. So, I think it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be as high scoring as this time because I think cycling GK is gonna do his best to keep him. In the yeah. Game. That's honestly that's low-key the reason why I didn't want Watford to get relegated. I want to see Ben Foster with his like you know little GoPro on his chest yeah. while in the game. What a guy! But yeah, so I think it's gonna be a two-nil victory. Olise gonna bag a goal and Connor Gallagher with a goal as well. So now we have Brighton and United. I honestly think United are gonna probably. I want to say United, but every time I go like, yeah, United's gonna win. Like, and then I look like a clown with egg <laughs> on my face. You know, I just think. Uh, Brighton is a team you have to worry about just because, like, Graham Potter has brought them up to their highest finish ever mm-hmm. um, to be seen. So, ninth, if they secure ninth this season, that is very impressive for Yeah, especially team. for some. Uh, especially like with Brighton. having injuries nonstop, not having a real recognized striker who, like, scores you a lot of goals. Like, granted, Neil Mope is okay, but when your backup is Danny Welbeck. Yeah. Like, come on. But also they have one, they have one of the best young talents right now, Tariq Lamptey. Yeah, yeah. Also, uh, Njepu, I think his name is. Njepu, Njepu, Njepu. Yeah. Him and um, uh, midfielder, midfielder. Oh, what's his name? I'm looking up right now. See, yeah. I'm trying to see. Where is it? Starts with a B. Why am I blinking right now? B B B B B B B. Uh, come on. Squad. 
Uh, oh, Basuma. There we ah, go. that's his name. Yeah. Why, why couldn't I think of his name? Yeah. So, realistically, the three three biggest players in that team is Basuma, Mwepu, and Tariq Lamptey. Yeah. Which, uh, granted, even their center backs have not been that great because they lost Ben White. They brought back Shane Duffy on loan. <laughs> they have a Lewis Dunk, Adam Webster. Like, I mean, granted, Veltman's been okay. Cucurella is not really a... It's been, yeah, he's had a little like evolution this season. Like he went from being like a winger and he went from Liga a winger to being to a left like, back, like a wing back sort of. Yeah, yeah, which has been pretty impressive. I mean, to be honest, Cucurella. I mean, if you're sitting there, I think what was this club? I think it was Getafe. Uh, sure. yeah, Getafe. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, right. He was he was playing amazing at Getafe, only to go to a team like Brighton who finished you know ninth. Which I think Getafe, I think, are in sixth. Well, it depends. Like, there's certain players where they'd much rather finish top ten in the Premier League than always finish, like, top five in La Liga, you know? Like, they think that's more rewarding. That's true. Honestly, my in my opinion, I think United are going to win 3-1. I think there's going to be some type of defensive mistake where they just <sighs> leave somebody open. But I think Cristiano's going to show his class again. I, I think with how weak are – uh, to be perfectly honest, I'm going to say this right now, it all depends if Maguire's been starting because it looks like United's been playing great without Harry Maguire. Yeah, he's he's. I think he has some type of injury. I think with his foot. Oh which, no, Harry Maguire is injured. Which is you know God's signal for you guys to somehow you know get better for at least the last couple games of the season. I'm so sad that Harry Maguire is injured. We are gonna lose. Oh no. Yeah, but in my it opinion, is the I end of the world. I love Harry Maguire. <laughs> Our top defender, our captain. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> oh my God, man, that's. Okay, we cannot talk badly about him again. Like it's too many weeks in a row where we keep talking badly about Harry Maguire. We're gonna leave it there. The only injuries United have right now is Harry Maguire, Luke Shaw, uh, Juan Bissaka, Paul Pogba, uh, Jaden Sancho, and it says um, there's a uh, youth guy who is injured. Um, his in, in Spanish, the, uh, you say his color verde, like the last name. So verde in Spanish means green. Um, I don't remember him being uh, injured. Yeah, I don't remember him being injured. I remember him injuring somebody, but I'm leaving yeah. it at that. Allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. But, yeah. Um, honestly, stuff like that has really just sidelined Man United season, like, horrendously. Yeah. Like, all the all the drama off the pitch really... Even performances on it. If you look at Manchester United, the reason why I can't say anything about them winning or not is because there's no convincing attitude on the pinch. Yeah, the there's pitch. no, like, you know... There's nothing where it's like... If if they're stuck, like you don't see them fighting for it, and like it doesn't help when you have people like look Scott McTominay. I love the kid, but he's not he's he's not he's not a top six player. To be perfectly honest, like I don't see him playing for a Tottenham. I don't see him playing for a Chelsea, a Man City, a Liverpool, or even an Arsenal. I could see him playing for maybe like a Newcastle or like a I Crystal think, Palace. I think he starts for a Wolves. Yeah, he could start for yeah. 100%. If 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 Wolves loses Ruben Diaz, Ruben Neves. I see him sliding into his slot perfectly because he does everything that Ruben wants yeah. to do. M- minus the shooting. Well, I mean, ah, don't. Uh, he's he scored some bangers against City from distance. Yeah, no, but nah, 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 Ruben nah, 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 Neves' goals. Are I know, I know, but don't class. don't discredit McTominay like that. I will I will talk badly as much as I want, but don't discredit the. <laughs> but yeah, McTominay, I can see him playing for a team like that. But yeah, here's the thing though: like if Mat if Matish leaves, Mata leaves, Lingard leaves. We only have, and Pogba leaves. We only have Fred McTominay and Bruno left in the midfield, <laughs> in well, our in, in our official squad. On top of that, I think Tantanka is going to bring a couple of his boys. Well, Van de Beek's coming back. 
which I'm really yeah. excited to see him play. I want like, him to start. Here's the thing: 100 at time. Everton, besides him picking up like a slight ankle injury, every game he's played, he's been so influential for Everton. His for first game, he scored a goal. Yeah, he was. He's been. Oh my god! Like I, I cannot wait to see him start because the mat. To be honest, the midfield three of Bruno, Fred, and Van de Beek, I'm happy with. Yeah, because realistically, like realistically, you can play a double pivot of Fred and uh, of Fred and Van de Beek, and either or will stay back to defend. Like, I, like I talked about this episode three of Match Week. Donny Van de Beek can play anywhere in the midfield you want him to play in. If you want him to play CDM, he'll play CDM. You want him to play as a cam, he'll play as a cam. You want to play box to box, he can play box to box. The kid just wants to play. He will do anything. He could play anywhere. Exactly. Like he had to play in a team where he had to deal with uh, Schoen. Yeah. Schoen. <laughs> De-, De Jong. <laughs> uh, and Hakim Ziyech playing in front of him. Where none of them were going to defend and Schoen was just slow. Yeah, Scone was just there just for pure vibes and just you know some type of little. Well, no, he, he 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 played balls, dude. Like he he's a baller, so you can't dis- you can't disrespect the guy. Like yeah. he was a baller, but that's what I'm saying. Like Donny Van de Beek can defend, but that's why I'm not saying what's gonna happen. You know, what? I'm gonna say this. I will gladly take the egg on my face. United are going to. <laughs> there we go. I bleeped it so that way, like no one knows what I said. <laughs> 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 so depressing, it really is. <laughs> All right, next game we have Liverpool tied him. Go. Uh, I got Liverpool winning this one. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I feel like Liverpool's gonna be too distracted to the Champions League. I I think Tottenham might might make it through because Conte has put together a solid team and Hume. I might even say this because of Harry Kane. Like Harry Kane, eh, he's been okay yeah, he's the second good. half of the season. Ming son is a menace. That's who Liverpool have to watch out for, along with Kulishevsky. Yeah, even Kulisevsky they brought in. Like, you have to be careful with their wings now. You can't only worry about Harry Kane anymore. Exactly. You have to worry I, about... And I personally think that is why Kane has had a better second season. Now, because he's seen that Son and Kulisevsky can carry the performances more, he's been way more relaxed. Yeah, he's been sitting there just completely carrying Tottenham for God knows how long. So it's about time that he finally has some type of help. So he doesn't have to leave, or he doesn't have to look for a new club. I mean, to be fair, he could go anywhere he wants. So he could slot in any. I don't think he's going anywhere anymore. Like, he shouldn't. I, mean, I think he should. I think he should have left Tottenham a long time. Yeah, he should have. Yeah. If, I he, agree. if he wants to win a title, he should have left. But uh, to just be perfectly honest, you're not winning a Premier League with Tottenham. I'm sorry, yeah, you're not. In the Champions not. League, you had your chance, you blew it. Yeah. Realistically, you're Harry Kane in the Champions League final. You should be helping your team get through. Yeah. Sorry. Like especially wearing the captain's armband. Yeah, you you blew your chance. You really did. Um, so I think honestly, I think it's gonna be two nil Tottenham uh, to Liverpool. I could see, I could see maybe a two one. I think, or maybe a draw. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt. Also a draw. draw, but Liverpool need the win though because, yeah, because they have, they have yeah, City on their tail. Like City are a point ahead with a game in head. Yeah, I mean game in hand, not head. Oh no, no, no. Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a game in hand over Liverpool. So Liverpool have to win. Yeah, it's uh, a must-win situation for Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool. If they don't, if they lose this game or even tie this game, this gives Manchester City a gigantic leap. Yes, it does in terms of one hundred percent. But now we have to talk about Man City Newcastle. Ooh, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a very good game. I mean, 
I Loki, I Loki may start to become a Newcastle fan just because Newcastle. The fact that they went from almost getting relegated to tenth place now just shows a like how well and like how if you invest properly really helps a club. Yeah. And B, how much of an underrated manager Eddie Howe was. Like, granted, I understand people's like reservations. Like, oh, because of how he was at Bournemouth, right? Because at Bournemouth he was conceding an average about. 66 goals a season, which is honestly too much to be a Premier League level yeah, club. A like, little too much. But he was outscoring, though. Like, he was scoring around 80 goals a season, too. So that's where you'd get, like, that 20, negative 20, like, goal differential. See, if I was Newcastle, I'd probably try to build around St. Max as much as I can. Because he's. <laughs> no. He, no? Jolington. Jolington mm. has had a revival being a, a new box to box midfielder. I think that's your focal point. Say Maximan is too inconsistent, too injury prone, thinks he's a Balon Dior level player where he doesn't show Balon Dior level performances. Well, I'm telling you, say Max, say Max. He's good, don't get me wrong, but he's not, he's not a Mbappe level type player. That's that's what he thinks he is, but he that's what he thinks he is though. But he has the potential to be. Not as good as Mbappe or you know up there, but but he he could come close. Yeah, but like they have what is it? I forget if it's him or if it's Usman Dembele, but they, he has a Blon Dior clause in his contract. It's Usman Dembele who has the Blon Dior clause yeah. in his contract. So stupid. That's just overhype. But I, if Newcastle wins that game, that is massive for them because then that brings them over Brighton. So you're saying if Brighton loses, Newcastle wins, Newcastle gets ninth place. Think about how much of a recovery that is from a garbage manager like Steve Bruce. Yeah, who now is getting relegated with Norwich. No, 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 no. you think about Dean, Dean Smith. Oh. Steve Bruce, I, th- I think, took over a championship team, if I'm not mistaken. I forgot which team. Mm. Oh, also, also ex-United player. Sorry to suspect him, but. Uh, oh, that's right. You're trash. Yeah. Sorry, you're a trash manager. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, not no, but sorry. Honestly, Newcastle, Man City, oof. They, I mean, they, this could be a very tough one. I think Man City just nearly pulls it through. Maybe like maybe like a 2-1 or even a, maybe a 2-2. This could be the week that we see, you know, both Wait, two ties. Is Kieran Trippier back from injury yet? I don't think so. Uh, let me see. If Kieran Trippier is back from injury, I predict a 1-0 victory, Kieran Trippier free kick goal. So I'm predicting. No, he is not yet back. Never mind. I lied. That's <laughs> not my prediction. Man City win one zero. <laughs> yeah, I see. I see. I see a two two. Yeah, yeah a draw is possible. Draw yeah, is possible. I, I can see a two two here. Now Leeds Arsenal. I think Arsenal wins this game. Yeah, hundred percent. I I don't want to disrespect Leeds, especially Jesse Marsh, who yeah. sort of brought them on the bounce back. But uh, Arsenal have just been in flying form lately. I think that goes to show how not having that European worry really does help a team thrive in the Premier League. And that's why I was hoping for United. I'm hoping, like, let's finish eighth. Let's not get anything. I don't want Conference League. I don't want none of that. None of it. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think Arsenal definitely going to edge leads out. Maybe, I think 3-0. I think 3-0 for Arsenal. Or maybe even 3-1 for Leeds. I, 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 I do see an Arsenal victory, guaranteed. Now, this is it is a game where it can go either way. We have Leicester versus Everton. See, this one's tough because Everton just got back from beating Chelsea once again. Besmir, your team sucks. Um, especially getting scored on by Richarlison out of all people who Looks decided. Like a bird. Also, the, his celebration with the flare, yeah. cold. Cold. It's cold. 
cold. Cold, cold, cold. But he knows how to make a clip. He he's smart. He knows yeah. what makes a clip. I mean, Lester, Lester, Everton. Honestly, Lester, uh, Brendan Rodgers has just choked. I think Brendan Rodgers has showed that he's not the manager that Lester thinks he is. I feel. I honestly think Everton are going to edge it out two one. I feel like it's going to be some 89th, 90th minute goal from like somebody, somebody like Aaron Gordon. <laughs> hey, you, you mean Anthony Gordon? Anthony Gordon, <laughs> that's what it was. not Aaron Gordon. Oh lord. Oh lord. The uh, Max Aaron's bro, Danny Aaron's. Yeah. I I think Danny Aaron's to score. <laughs> and comes on and just starts oh, RKOing man. everybody. Oh man, oh man, oh man. I think uh, I think everything are gonna pull through though. Everton, yeah. I believe in I believe in I want Everton to stay up just so they don't go bank bankrupt from getting relegated. Because they'd have no relegation clauses in any of their players' contracts. Yeah. And but also like, do you know that Everton never have been relegated? Ever? Oh wow. Ever they that. they made it to the they made it to the English top flight in nineteen fifty five. Everton have been the only only one, I think, one out of six teams in the Premier League to never have been relegated. Wow, that's that's incredible. And uh, why now, though? That's Well, it just, Everton are united, but a lower club. They're being ran just as poorly, but they're not making as much money. Especially with the people that they're bringing in as well. I don't think, you know, well, like Gary Mina you, or... Well, here's the thing. Gary Mina is actually one of the best... Defenders at the club, realistically, like, he's a fun, he's a great center back for them, but he's always injured. But when you bring in someone like Carlo Ancelotti, who you think, oh, he's gonna be our manager for the next three to four years, he's gonna bring in players for us, help us restructure, just for him to get in, and let you down. Yeah, you come in, get you some performances, and then leaves. He's like, yeah, bye. I'm going back to Real. I'm going to win the Champions League. You guys, yeah, have fun. Like, in yeah, you guys have fun in like top four, like losers. Ah. So what do you what do you think? I think Everton will get edge it out. Yeah, I, I think I think Everton win. I, I honestly I want an Everton win. Yeah, I, I, I do too. Next, Norwich West Ham. West Ham's clear. Yeah, West Ham's clear. Norwich already. That Declan one. Rice hat trick. Yeah, <laughs> Masuaku hat trick. Declan Rice is gonna have three bangers from outside the box and then start like, banging the just, drums. On just the just just like a FIFA career mode. Just like oh, we're losing. Long shot. Long shot. Long <laughs> shot. Oh man. Alrighty, let's see here. Yeah, I think I think two one. I think maybe Richardson and somebody like uh, what's his name, Anthony Gordon. But also West. I feel like West Ham. Uh, I think four nil. I think, think I think four nil. You're I, you're disrespecting Norwich that much by saying four nil. I mean Norwich did bring a good, uh, not good, but like bang average players like Josh Sargent and you know. Well, Josh Sargent, he's been injured, so I think that hasn't been really fair to him. And Timu Puki has been the only one really scoring for that team. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what type of business Norwich does. And also, like, Max Ahrens, their right back, starts for any team in the Prem, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I don't know why he's still still there. No one wants to pay the money for him, and they're stupid. He's only, like... Everyone's worried, because when people, like... Like Man United and Man City pay like eighty to hundred million for English players. Like no one wants to spend that money for a player. Yeah, no. even a Tariq Lamptey. People want to get Tariq Lamptey, but they know he's going to be too much. Yeah, that's why I don't understand. That's why the English tax in the Premier League is just stupid. The financial business in the Premier League is just very, very bad. You have someone like Harry Maguire who going for eighty to like ninety mil. Well, he's only really worth like two hundred k. Yeah, from a whole city. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I don't uh, understand that at all. All right, we are going to be transitioning into a topic. So for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, um, this is the English Premier League Hall of Fame. 
Now, Dan, what is usually a Hall of Fame? Hall of Fame is, oh, man, this is going to be a hard topic for me to talk about just because the people that got in, inducted this year, I feel there's one absolute robbery. Tell me the robbery. Who do you think? I don't understand how people can vote for company over a five-time champion like Nemanja Vidic. Uh, but even Rio Ferdinand, dude. Look, here's the thing, right? No I understand way. that the politics of it, that they want it to be like even representation of it, not all being just Arsenal and Man United players. Even though, granted, that you understand the first two decades of the Prem was dominated by Arsenal, United, and a little bit of Chelsea. Yeah. But see, here, but to be like, perfectly honest, I here's where my disagreements come in. If we're talking about an English Premier League Hall of Fame, I'm sorry, you have to give it out to the people who have done the most spectacular stuff. You know, exactly. so a uh, Thierry Henry makes sense. He set the goal yeah. scoring record in the Premier League. Alan Shearer, I can 100%. Alan Shearer is the top ever goal scorer in the Premier League. Yep. Makes sense. Cantona, of course. Amazing player. Contina should have waited. I'll say that as a United fan. Like, the Continas, the Roy Keens, the Beckhams, even the Lamparts and the Gerrards should have waited. Like, you'd have players like, like, I'm not saying Wayne Rooney, just to be biased, but like, Wayne Rooney, all-time top goal scorer in, uh, for Manchester United, you know, in a Premier League club. Uh, you also have people like Gary Neville, an eight-time Premier League winner. Yeah, who's Paul not. Paul Scholes, who made it late, but he's won the Premier League 11 times. Ryan Giggs has won the Premier League 13 times. Granted, Ryan Giggs, he's going through some shady stuff right now. So it's all about politics for him. Yeah. But even a John Terry. John Terry, a five-time Premier League winner. Like Ashley Cole, one of the best left-backs to ever play in the Premier League. Yeah. See, yeah I'm saying that over Patrice Evra. I love Patrice Evra. See, for me, Wayne Rooney, I can 100% agree with. Ian Wright as well. Pierce Michaels. That's, Cole, that's the thing. Like you, you, you have to, you have to first recognize the players for amazing achievements. Exactly. That's that you have to do it like that. I can understand. Like uh, even Aguero, I can understand the yeah, guy. But had Agu- a, uh, no, but Aguero makes sense though because think about it. He's the all-time non. What is it? The all-time like non-European. Yeah. Not no non-European oh, goal scorer. So think about it. Like people who are like from like the U.S., like Af- Africa. Uh, Asia and even South America, like he scored the most out of all of them. That's yeah. oh, think about it, over Didier Drogba, who everyone thinks is a world beater. He scored more than in the Prem. That's true. Yeah. Granted, more time, but still. Yeah, but I I think it's way too early for Vincent Company. Yeah, mean, Company's too early. But like I said, it like Ian Wright. I I, I like the guy, but you're telling uh, me yeah. he deserves it over Andy Cole. True, or even Patrice Evra. Even a Patrice or even a Ronaldo. How's Ronaldo not even inducted? Yeah. Yet? Frank, uh, Yaya Torre? Yeah, like, that's what I'm David saying. David Silva? That, you know. that, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's even more players that we're not even talking about, like a Dennis Irwin, a Yap Stam. Sol Campbell? I mean, uh, who's other players that are uh, off the top of my head? I mean, even if we're talking goalkeepers, you have Petr Vandersar, Petr Cech, David Seaman. Uh, I don't know who votes. For these players, but some of them are just uh, either either they're deluded or they don't have any type of ball knowledge. Like, but like, like David Beckham's success though came from winning a treble for Manchester United in '99. Yeah, and he won a couple more Premier Leagues after. Like David Beckham had won six, which is still really impressive if you think about it. Even six, six-time Premier League winner, but he makes it over Paul Scholes. He makes it over Ryan Giggs. He makes it over Gary Neville. 
uh, John it, Terry, uh, John Terry. Well, John Terry, he he's having some. Uh, guess what his drama is right now? Why he they won't let him in? NFTs. Oh my Supposedly God. he's selling shady NFTs, bro. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, what is John Terry doing? It's, it's, not the, it's not the first shady thing he's done in his career. Yeah, yeah, we, he's, uh, he's not, done. we can't go into detail about it, but he's yeah. done some shady stuff, folks. You can Google some, it if you want. He's done some so just say it, it, it involves uh, uh, adultery. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. There we go. Probably the best way you could put it. Yeah, that's, that's the only <laughs> way. That's the appropriate way I could put it. Uh, but uh, like, here's the thing, though. This is, the, I think, the most like hot topic out of all this. Can you put a Steven Gerrard in there? I mean, he's such a class player, but he's never won a Premier League. Yeah, I don't think, at least not yet. I feel like there's lots of other players that could go in. Instead there's of players him. who have to be recognized, you know, but it's tough because well, the other day we we're talking about who the best combined England side, okay. like Gerrard and Lampard, have to be in there. I, I didn't even see this until now. I just the <laughs> Besmir is always trying to spread his little propaganda of Chelsea. Why is Ngolo Kante on the midfielder shortlist? I mean, I, I that's, that's, that's not, a, we're no, talking no, no, about. Listen, listen, listen. That's not a Besmir thing. That's actually me. Really? Think about it. One, As a Premier he, League Hall of Fame. Listen, he won two Premier Leagues back to back with two different clubs. Okay, and that's it. But that's impressive. Are you kidding me? No, no other player has done that. Name me a player that went from playing from one team, won the Premier League, then went to another team, and won the Premier League again. I mean, yeah, that's true, but I don't know. I, th- I feel like it's just still too early. The, kid, the, the but, dude's still but playing, he, But like I said, he's, he belongs on the shortlist. Just like a Mikel Essien belongs to be on the shortlist. Yeah, Essien, Essien definitely deserves. Or even like a Ramirez. Even like... Oh, man. I, I, hate, to, I, I hate to say it. Even a David Luiz deserves to be on the shortlist. Yeah, I could see, I could see a David Luiz. Not right now, but I, I could definitely. That's what see I'm saying. Though. Like this shortlist has to build over time. But then, when do you start recognizing the older players like Robbie Fowler and those guys yeah, from, from, from 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 like '92 to 2000? Teddy Sheringham, you know. Because realistically, if we're looking at most of this list, like the only players who are probably around that like '90s era on this list is Cantona, Andy Cole, um. I wouldn't say Burkhamp because he was mixed. Ian Wright? Ian Wright, Ryan Giggs, Paul Scholes, like Gary Neville too. Schmeichel. Schmeichel. Like, that's the point. It's like there's not that much because the Premier League was only formed in 1992. Yeah. So it's like how much can you recognize from the first eight years player-wise that realistically wasn't Manchester United yeah. or Arsenal? And it's tough. I mean, it's just I feel like for just, just some of the players are just a little bit too early. For, for a Premier League Hall of Fame. Like, companies early. Companies early. Uh, right, Ian Wright is early. Yeah, it's a little really bit early. early. I hate to say it, but it is. Yeah, but I, Wayne just, Rooney was late. I'm sorry. But if you're talking about the first three people to be inducted, it should have been Alan Shearer, Terry Henry, and Wayne Rooney. Yeah. I, I, I mean, granted, there's no Besmer to object here. I mean, any listeners, um, you can call in, <laughs> text, <laughs> let me know if you disagree with that hot take. But uh, it's it's clear that it, Wayne Rooney should have been top three inducted. There's, there's also no way that a company can get inducted to a Premier League Hall of Fame than Emmanuel Vidic, who's been captain 300 games for United. I mean, here's the thing, right? A Vincent company, he's won four. Has he won the Champions League? Yeah, but we can't. It's a, it's an it's a oh, English it's Premier, Premier League yeah. Hall of Fame. So 
That's the thing. You can't really even then, talk about Champions League. You could talk about FA Cups, maybe. Even FA Cups. I want, Vidic has probably most likely more FA Cups than company. He has more Premier League titles than company. I mean, the I guy. The guy. When did company retire? I think twenty twenty, right? Uh, he. Yeah, no, he, he, went, he technically didn't retire. He became player manager, player manager for Anderlecht. Then, then retired. Then I mean. retired. Yeah. So it's it's early. You just you just inducted a guy who literally just retired like yeah, but last then, year. yeah, but Ronaldo's still playing. But yeah, I think he deserves to be called. I think yeah, he deserves course. to be in there right away. You can't wait till he retires. Mm, I mean, because think about it, Ronaldo's still doing it in the prime. Thirty eight. That's also true. Wow, it just hit me. Ronaldo thirty eight, man. We yeah, don't, we don't have that much time left. Bro, yesterday, I, okay, so just like got, got off talk of it uh, a little bit. My, uh, I was working on a, a film project for MSU. This kid, Alejandro, in my group, guess how old he is? 18. Wow. I'm 22, still stuck in college. <laughs> and then I was also in a group with like 26-year-old dude. So not only did I feel old, I felt super old. <laughs> And I had the nerve of the kid telling me to like looking at me goes like pops. I'm like, bro, I'm only like four years old than you. Like, calm <laughs> down, already bro. Giving you the old man slam. Yeah, like he's like, yeah, like, <laughs> calm down, old man. I'm like, yo, what? Hold on a second. Just because I got bad knees, leave me alone, bro. Oh god. Anyways, back to the topic. Yeah. But like Ronaldo, I think Ronaldo deserves to be in the conversation too. He could be in the conversation. I feel like Ronaldo should have definitely got over Aguero. Like, does he? Ronaldo's been there way longer than Aguero has. Well, no, I think Aguero's been there longer than in the Premier League longer. Because think about it, Ronaldo, Ronaldo joined left in two thousand nine. He joined two thousand four. Yeah, left two thousand nine. Came back the season. That's six years. Yeah. Aguero was at when, City from. He left. A he, uh, he was he was there two thousand eleven. Mm-hmm. Left twenty 2020. twenty. Twenty 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 one. So that's a decade. That, no, that's a decade. Ronaldo only has, only has six years, hmm. including this year. And Aguero, Aguero scored one of the most iconic goals ever scored in the Premier League. He's hmm. in my intro for Pete's sake. Hmm. Aguero, like, like you can't you can't deny Aguero into the English Premier League Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, I hate to can. say it because he's a he's a he he's a City player. Like you know, we don't care about City players, but. I'm definitely not denying him. I mean, Aguero, of course, over his over his whole career, he showed in his class multiple times. But then what people don't understand is that, like, I think everyone's worried that it's going to be so dominant towards a certain set of players. Don't worry. Once once those guys go in, it's going to dry out, and you're going to see, oh, wow, wait. <laughs> There's actually a lot of better players that run on the teams, too. But, like, that's what people don't understand, though. It's that, and also, like, it's a lot of, like, newer fans and, like, younger people that don't understand how dominant like Man United and Arsenal were in the Premier League. Yeah, they were, they were very. I mean, what United have? How many Premier League titles? Thirteen. No, thir- thirteen. No, we I'm have. Sure we have twenty, dude. Really? Yeah, we have twenty Premier League titles. Well, I gotta check this. This I thought it was thirteen. Remember, remember last year because it was twenty twenty one season. Everyone's like, oh, 21, 21 and twenty for Ole. We're gonna get twenty one titles because he finished second place. Yeah. Well, you guys have 13 Premier Leagues. Oh, wait. I was also counting the old English ones. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 13 Premier Leagues. Yeah, okay, but like what no, about no, no. like all all like what about like top flight titles though? Cuz oh, I know then you guys yeah, then you guys are of course clear. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I I know it's twenty because also Chelsea fans count it too because they're close as well. Yeah, everyone does. Yeah, City can't because they weren't a club till 2010. So yeah, and they were down there playing against <laughs> Bristol Rovers in uh, <laughs> Luton Town. <laughs> Even Stevenage, bro. Like, oh my god. But uh, this is just so tough. But okay, so here's my question though: with who's been inducted so far? Do you think that the invi- anyone who's invincible should have been inducted first? No. Because Vieira's an invincible. Vieira De- deserves Dennis, Dennis Bergkamp's an invincible. Thierry Henry's an invincible. Those for me are fine. That I have no problem with Thierry Henry. But here's the thing. I would, even, I would have even put a Patrick Vieira over a Steven Gerrard or even a Lampard or even a David Beckham or a Joaquin. Like Vieira should have been within the first wave. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I could see I could see uh maybe Patrick Vieira taking Roy Keane's place. Uh, even Roy Keane, dude, it's like okay, I get it. Like seven Premier League titles, like was a Manchester United captain, but he's also just uh I can't say it. I'm just gonna use the dump button. There <laughs> we go, I feel better now. But he's also just that, you know, like he's just ah, like I can't stand him as a pundit. Yeah, he's 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 an amazing captain. And you know, probably he could have been. Here's my question: What could possibly diminish your diminish your reputation to help you not make it to the Hall of Fame? Hmm. I mean, Roy Keane has done some (laughs) some crazy stuff over the years. Here's the thing: Because Eric Cantona kicked the fan in the face, we can't forget that that flying karate kick. Yeah, but also Roy Keane. Completely took out Holland's father. He ended a career. <laughs> exactly. He ended some. No one understands. Roy Keane ended somebody's career. Okay. Like, that's not something we can walk past. To be like, fair to him, Holland did it first. So that was his retribution. But I'm just saying, though. Like, no, like, he genuinely, like, made someone retire by forcing them an injury. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's no joke. Um, Let's see. Uh, Wayne, Wayne Rooney even has scandals. Uh, yeah, when Rooney uh, injured, what was it? I think it was uh, Terry. He put on met- like twelve inch metal studs. Oh yeah, he said he wanted to hurt John. <laughs> yeah, Terry. he wanted to yeah, hurt but John. Like, Terry. John Terry's done worse, so we're not worried about that. Mister Adultery over there, we're fine. No worries. Ian Wright, I don't think. And also, is. John, who, who? Oh, I have a question. Who? What makes John Terry think he can sell NFTs? I want to know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, he, and he's also getting sued by the Champions League for making a Champions League trophy NFT. <laughs> But still appearing at Celtic games. I don't get it. <laughs> I really don't, bro. John Terry's just a character. Oh my god. We probably. I think this is the only time we can, you know, get Chelsea slandered without getting yelled. I back. know. I I feel. This I feel is gonna so be a whole like different thing right next now. Wednesday. Benjamin's Bez, gonna listen in. He's gonna he's gonna call me. Probably gonna like, call. Like, what are you, like, what are you clowns doing, dude? Next week we're not even gonna be able to talk about anything. He's gonna be back here. He's gonna be like, I have to set the record straight. This is not fair. This Chelsea slander propaganda, because I've never seen somebody who can like somehow be like so like I don't know how to say it, but like so delusional how they defend Chelsea. Yeah, <laughs> like like when we, when we, like there's a genuine worry for Chelsea fans. Like, oh, we don't always gonna be our owner, and Benji's like, oh yeah, we're gonna be fine. Yep, no, Chelsea got buy somebody, we're gonna win. Don't worry. I'm like, That's no. what he's even predicting games. Oh yeah, we're, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll, yeah, we'll and, comfortably and then, three and a win. And, and then roll the clown music, and then they just get they get bossed on, you know. That's thing, like Benjamin's making fun of me for United losing to Arsenal and Everton when Chelsea lost to Arsenal and Everton. On top of that, Brentford. On top of that, Brentford, and we beat Brentford. I'm and, uh, I'm leaving at that. No, no, I'm nicking in the butt. I'm leaving at that. Wait for Benjamin to get back. We're not doing any more <laughs> of that. 
Oh, my God. But Okay, so here's who should be within the next class, in my opinion, of of the Premier League. Here's the thing. If we're doing the 2023 Premier League Hall of Fame inductees, it should be, here's my list, Andy Cole. I think Andy Cole deserves to be in there. If we're going to talk about phenomenal strikers, Andy Cole should be in there. Okay. Ryan Giggs. Okay. I just think, do we put David Silva or Yaya Torre over each other? Because you can't do both at a time. You got to pick one or the other. See, the defensive part of me wants to go Yaya Torre, but the more playmaking magic wants to go David Silva. But, you you know, you can't go against the yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, but David Silva has more titles, though. And boss and boss of the pre- ah, but dude, Yaya was insane for City. Yeah, you knew, especially coming up against Yaya. You knew if you make one mistake, Yaya will make you pay for it. Oh my god, man! For I, me, I, for I, me, it's Yaya. I I think it's David Silva. Oof! All right, ready? Rock paper scissors. This is the one we're gonna sign. Ready? Right, ready? Go. Rock, Rock paper scissors. Two. Shoot! All right, we're going Yaya. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, it's Andy Cole. Uh, Ryan Giggs, Yaya yeah, Torre. Uh, who do we? We still have so many defenders. Oh my god! Yeah, there's multiple defenders here, dude. How is there still this many defenders available? Yeah, you have Sol Campbell, Ashley Cole, Patrice Evra, Nemanja Vidic, John Terry, Rio Ferdinand, Gary Neville, and Jamie Carragher. Granted, Carragher's Carragher's under the same category of Gerard of never winning it, but he was yeah. a class Premier League center back. I don't know. That's I don't the thing know that's tough. It's is that like. How how do you recognize a player that hasn't won the Prem? Like, when we're talking about Premier League Hall of Fame, it's just so tough, dude. Yeah. I mean, Carragher is also like 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 another Roy Keane who just, he couldn't care. Like, yeah, if you were his true. best friend and you were on the other team and it was a rivalry, yeah, 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 your legs care. are definitely going to be obliterated by the end of the match. Okay, so then here's my question. So, let's say we only pick two defenders. Who do we pick? See, I I have to go with Gary Neville on this one. Eight-time Premier League winner. Yeah, but winner. two. You're allowed two defenders. Gary Neville and who so, else? Gary Neville. And honestly, as much as I love Nevenjevic, I can't go up against, you know, a real Ferdinand. Yeah, dude. But, like, then again, like, I don't want to disrespect John Terry, but, like, there's no shot you're telling me that you cannot have a Gary Neville and a real Ferdinand be inducted next. Yeah, I mean, you know. Just, I'm not saying on playing ability. I'm saying just on just numbers alone, like, on just... You know, Premier League titles plus performances. Like, it wasn't even like Gary Neville was a bad player or Rio Ferdinand was a bad player. Yeah. They, they but were... also, like, Gary, also, if we think about it, though, like, Gary Neville was a youth academy product, one man club type person. So we should, that should be a, a factor. And then Rio Ferdinand, hold on one second. Rio Ferdinand at the time set the, set the, what was it? He set the record, right? The transfer record for uh, for for the I think for the highest p- player paid yeah from Leeds to Manchester United yeah so like that's also a factor to put in like he has a historic thing to him besides the Premier League titles see because this is tough because you only get how many picks do you get usually what okay so then you? if we look at the waves here we have one two three four five eight. six seven eight yeah so, so we for have... our wave three. Who See. are we going to do? So then... So we have Andy Cole. We yeah. have Ryan Giggs. We have Yaya Toure. So that's three. So we have five left. Here's the thing. So five left. Wow. So then I think... 
I think it should be two defenders and two goalkeepers. Because without a Vandersar or a Czech in the, some of those teams, those teams are way different. Yeah. See, it's tough, though, because, I mean, Gary Neville. But then again, Ashley Cole is probably one of the best left backs to ever play in the Prem. That's true. But I, I, I can't put past anything past Patrice Ever also. But I, I, but I know. Ever was a menace to society. Yeah, but also Ashley Cole's an invincible. We can't forget that. Oh, that's right. The invincible plays a factor. Like, you got to understand, winning a Premier League while not losing a single game in the season, just think. I mean, for me, it still has to be Gary Neville and Real Ferdinand. I agree. Uh, or maybe even a Gary Neville and a Ashley Cole. Granted, there's also politics surrounding Ashley Cole, too, which is stupid, but. Yeah. Yeah, for me, for me it's going to be Gary Neville and Real Ferdinand, I think. And then probably way forward, probably be. So then Gary Neville, Real Ferdinand, and then do we do Van der Sar and Czech? I yeah, think Van der Sar and Czech, yes. Because I understand how Peter Schmeichel's diverse goalie. He has to be. There's no shot. You don't. Yeah. But you ha- But David Seaman's an invincible as well, dude. I mean, you know, David Seaman, he, I remember still that one save that he made where he had to literally palm the ball and just, like, slap it off, off the line. Yeah. But... I can't put past. Uh, I can't put anything past Edwin Van Sar and Peter Cech. Those two were absolute class. And it's so crazy because, like, I feel like people, like, granted, even though we're younger, people still don't even know about them. Yeah. Like a lot of younger fans, just like, oh, who you sit cares? there, you you sell, you tell a kid who just, uh, you know, who watches soccer, but not as much as you and me do. You it's like it's him, like Boyan, bro. If you talk to your brother yeah. Boyan, it's like, oh, you know, who Peter Cech is like who? I feel the like you make a joke out of his last name. Yeah. Which... No, 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 Boyan would be like, oh, you talking about like the Chelsea director, like the guy, yeah. like. They'd be like, no, like he was a world class goalie, my dude. Oh my god. No, yeah, nobody would understand ball knowledge as much as, as much as we. But the, for for me, Van der Sar and Czech, one hundred percent win. Van der Sar, Czech have to be inducted, and then Gary Neville, Rio Ferdinand. Ryan, here's the thing: I don't think Ryan Giggs is going to get inducted because of all the drama around him. So then, I've yeah. I've made a list. So now you give me one player out of the blue who you think should be making it. That's not on this list right now. No mind your Vidic. Vidic is on there, bro. I said not oh, on the list. Oh, not on the list? Yeah. <laughs> you you got to pull one out of your head, bro. Premier League Hall of Famer. Um, Oh, beautiful. Since Mr. Chelsea man himself, Branislav Ivanovic. I honestly think. Ivanovic? Yeah. Think about it. That right back slot when Ivanovic was playing, he kept that role. All the way up until I think 2013 when he left. Uh, what's up with you in Serbians, bro? I get you're Serbian. Like if I if it was me, I I I'd say Broha. He still plays for Southampton right now at striker. I'll say an Albanian. Yeah, but if was. <laughs> I have this talk constantly with Besmir about Ivanovic and his class. Oh yeah, no Ivanovic. I mean Ivanovic also has a boot right now in the Premier League Museum yeah. of him, you know, getting stomped on and still played the whole game with the bloody foot. Yeah, and I think a hole in his foot. And that boot still, yet to this day, sits in the Premier League Museum. Here's the thing. Ivanovic was, is, the, in comparison to a player now, is More what defensive. Kyle Walker is, yeah. to be honest. But less pacey. No, he had some pace back in the day. It was just more towards the end. But also, I think Chelsea have one of the most, not in the Premier League, but in the, in the I remember in the Champions League, how there was somehow an Ivanovic, Cahill, and yeah. John Terry link up up front for a goal. Yeah. It was like it made no sense how because Ivanovic went running down the left side for some reason, 
and puts the balls in. Uh, Gary Cahill flicks the ball to John Terry, and John Terry just scores. I was just so confused. I was like, how does this happen right now? Three defenders who look like the most, like, I don't like, they look, like, they look so stiff. Yeah. You know? So, so like, like they don't look like fluid like, like built, whatsoever. Yeah. Like there's like there, then out of nowhere you see a little flick from Kale. Like I was just so confused. I was like, what what's happening right now? This is not football. Yeah, I mean it's it's not even the the fact that I'm Serbian. I think even any type of Chelsea. I, I'm fan saying it's a joke. I I think Ivanovic is a great shout. Uh who else though? I mean, Premier League Hall of Fame. Hmm. As I'm saying, like, you know how hard it was for me to make this list, bro? It, it, I could tell. Like, I mean, I I'm sitting to, here trying to like roll back the years and think, oh man. Because you think like I want to say like the Dennis Irwins and the Yop Stams, but realistically, half of the achievements they made was prior to '92 as well, and then they only really had the first four or five years of the Premier League era. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to look up <laughs> trying some to Premier it. Legends because my brain is just having an absolute like combustion right now. Uh, I don't honestly. Uh, what's his name? The Manchester United guy. Ah, uh, man, I'm drawing such a big blank right now. It's incredible. Bobby Charlton. Ah, how is he? he? How is he not in the Hall of Fame yet? Because it's a Premier League Hall of Fame. Dennis Law, Jimmy uh, uh, Hargreaves. But that's what I'm saying, though, dude. Like this is this all starts from 1992, technically. That's why like I'm. Sh- that's why I struggled last night. I'm like 92. you can't you can't put in all these old names. Like you can't. To be honest, you can't put Ian in Robbie Fowler, Gary Ian Lineker, Rush. yeah, Lineker. Kenny Dalglish. You know, mm. but over- Tony Adams. But to be perfectly oh, honest though, like <laughs> uh, Andy Cole still hasn't been put in yet. Like I keep, I think we keep forgetting this. Andy Cole and Ryan Giggs. Yeah, Giggs. I think. Who, Van Persie. Name, me, name me a person. Van Persie is a good shout too. To be honest, that's a really good shout. Uh, but name me a person. Who's won more Premier Leagues than Ryan Giggs? Like, actual Premier League titles. Nobody, because he, he came from the youth. He rose from the youth ranks. He was trusted by a, a very good Premier League manager. And from there, he kept winning and winning and winning. It just never stopped. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I cannot, I, I don't think there's a single person who's won more than Ryan Giggs. See, what about, what about an Eden Dzeko? Eden Dzeko back at City. Are was you serious? JJ Okocha. Okay, maybe. Emmanuel Petit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Petit. Okay. Lungberg. Nani? Lundberg. Think about it. Nani I, shout. Nani was insane. Nani I, at United, especially that one little chip where he faked. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, not, now, now you're speaking my language. Oh. Galas, Ozil. That's what I'm saying. So, like, folks, the, the Premier League has had a whole bunch of talent. It's always tough to find the players. And yeah. even to make... Like, I made this list, but then... Dayon just listed off six more players that are just absolute class. Essien. Well, Essien we talked about earlier. I'd love I'd love to say this one named Mark Overmars, but after him getting, you know, getting the nice little boot. Deservedly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, uh. Fernando Torres. Nope. Oh, my Dennis God. Dennis Irwin. Oh, man. I said there's Shelby Alonso. That's right. For Liverpool. Oh, my God. How are we. Oh, my God. This one. This one I absolutely love, and I think he should have been on the list. Dimitar Berbatov. Berbatov was oh man. That's honestly a little embarrassing for me, United fan, forgetting to write down Berbatov on on the list there. So you got Nelka, Dwight York. Oh my God, Michael Ma- Carrick. Michael Carrick, <laughs> Makalele. Yeah, okay, yeah. There's a lot of players. A lot of players. Oh okay. man. So I think we'll end it off by saying that the Premier League is a league of phenomenal players, best league in the world. 
and to recognize all of them is tough. And it's always going to be an ever-evolving, and it's always going to be a tough topic to tackle. And we're going to hear next week from Besmir about how, oh my god, the Chelsea player is disrespected. <laughs> this is so rude. But guys, it has been an absolute pleasure for you to listen in this week with me and Dayon. And all I have to say is thank you. Dayon, any last words? Enjoy your day, guys. Um, thank you for having me, Artie. And guys, this is Matt. WMC.